How do you start a podcast? I'm not sure. We've done this a couple of times now, and I'm still not sure. 16 times? Yeah. This will be is 16. This, is this number 16? Yeah. Dude, Sweet 16. Sweet 16, dude. Wow. We can get a car, dude. We planned that. We can drive in a car. Our next episode should be from a car. And the Sweet 16 is this weekend. Whoa, dude. <laughs> did we plan this? No. We did not. I wish. <laughs> I wish we were that good. <laughs> we did not plan this. Yeah. Do you know, um, since we're talking about nothing related, um, were you ever like a Boy Scout or something? Yeah, dude. I'm an Eagle Scout. I've told you this. I've 100% told you this before. I, I feel like I knew that. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm I an were, Eagle Scout. Maybe I repressed it. You don't want... Dude, don't hit on the Eagle Scouts. All right. I was a Weeblo. And that's, oh, that's nice. how far that Cute. I got. Yeah, you, you know, didn't we, get the Boy Scouts then. You got we, to like... No, Weeblo we is a Boy Scout. It's the last stage of Cub Scouts. My dad, like, did we, uh, he got remarried, so we moved yeah. to Plymouth. And he was like, oh, I don't really, we can't really take you to, to Cub Scouts anymore. So we stopped at Weeblo. My okay. brother and I were like, oh, man, you know. Um, then, <laughs> like, a year later, my dad became, like, the Cub Master for my stepbrother. What? <laughs> you could have rejoined. I didn't want, I was so mad. Yeah. I just did, I, I had no desire. One of my friends, uh, he was never a Cub Scout, joined Boy Scouts kind of late. And still ended up getting Eagle Scout. He got more merit badges than I can. He had like two sashes, like two of those merit badges. Were they like you know, crossing is like an X. No, yeah. he like he kind of he made it pretty cool. Where like um, it was one sash, but like he had um, Velcro, and like he was he would like pull up the layers of it and show you the merit badges. He was a cool guy. That's the that's He's yeah. A sheriff I, now. I feel like I feel like that's as cool as Velcro gets. Yeah. Like I try to think of something that's cool with Velcro. Um, exactly, you can't yeah, no, you can't think know. of it because the second you think of something remotely cool with Velcro, you remember it's Velcro. Yeah, like it's super it brings, annoying. I feel like it brings it back to like Velcro shoes. Yeah, and they're like, super loud. Velcro is a great thing. Like try sneak. You can sneak out with Velcro shoes, but if you sneak back in as a kid, you're gonna get caught because you have Velcros coming off. Velcros. Mom's going to hear you. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Speaking of merit badges, this is why I was thinking about this. So, in the bathroom at work. <laughs> I don't know where this is going, but I'm a little nervous. There are three urinals. Okay. How many urinals are there, John? There's two. There, correct. There are two <laughs> urinals. There's two urinals. There's one on one end, one in the other, and the middle one is for visual purposes only. Correct. If you're a dude and you walk in... And the side one, because, and the one on the right is taken, and the one on the left is taken, and there's a stall. You go in the stall. You go in the stall. Yep. You there. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't take the middle one. Absolutely. That's so like was, an unofficial guy rule. So, uh, I was. Yeah. In that situation sure. today. Right. <laughs> um, and the guy that came in went to the other end one. I'm like, yo, this guy's being a bro. Yeah. And I was thinking, you give a heads up to that guy. If if there were bro merit badges, bro merit badges, bro like bro merit badges, yes. Using the correct urinal is and proper there. bathroom yeah. etiquette for men would be one of. It would be a requirement. It, requirement, yeah, for sure. For like, if it was like the the bro merit badge, like because in Boy Scouts you have like, you know, like canoeing, and there were certain things you had to know about canoeing. 
like for the bro merit badge, that would be 100% a requirement. Like if you walked in, it would be a test. Walk in the bathroom, and which one do you choose? And if you choose the right one, you, you requirement marked. Boom. There would also be one for always siding with your bro, mm. hanging out with whoever. Like if your bro says, hey, man, you remember when this happened? Yeah. Yeah. You you, yeah. you probably don't, but, but it like, ha- you, but you remember yeah, it. You either defer to your crappy memory because you're a guy, <laughs> or you you're just, just you're being yeah. a bro. Yeah, you can be like, a yeah. bro. Also, what's that? Complimenting meat when a when a bro is grilling. Oh yeah, you gotta talk. Even if the meat doesn't, if you can't tell anything. Yep, that was good. Yeah, even if you didn't like it, good job, man. Great burgers. The looks the meat looks okay. good. Meat looks good. I'm saying nice you're products. complimenting the meat okay. while it's being cooked. Oh yeah, yeah. That is a that's a must. Yeah, definitely. You got to do it. So, 100%. bro merit badges. If we ever get uh, we ever we ever <laughs> open a store, which will never happen. For the humbly speaking, it'll be humbly speaking podcast bro merit badges. Yeah, get them here. And have nothing to do with the podcast in any way, shape, or form. Never, but. They're not for sale. They're not real. I just mm. was thinking about that today. I'm like, this would be a really great conversation to have with a bro. Yeah. Yeah. Because bro. we're bros or whatever. Start a podcast together would be a merit badge. Yeah. And but, getting past like f- five episodes like levels you up. Oh, you're talking like we give merit badges to to the bros who are listening. Oh, maybe. This is I, a great I idea. Know, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we should TM the TM Bromare badges. Bromare TM. badges. If you're listening, a, you will get a unofficial Bromare badge. In seven, eight weeks, uh, please send us P.O. Box. <laughs> <laughs> P.O. Box one, two, three, four. Are we making these Bromare badges? No, we're not. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're not, I mean, we're not doing like that. a good idea to me. I just want to know what you think would also be a Bromare badge. A, like a requirement of it? Not a requirement, but like, so you said you got canoeing, you've got bathroom etiquette, you've got always. No, I didn't say canoeing's a bro merit. I was just giving oh, examples. Just, yeah, so I was trying to figure out if you had any ideas for a bro merit badge. Oh man, off the top of my head, um, knowing the proper head nod. Oh yeah, bro. Yeah. No, the up slightly, the up to like your bro bros, Mm -hmm. the down to like the you respect them. Mm -hmm. You know, I just don't know you enough. Mm -hmm. You know, like hey. Now I think about that, I totally, I totally know what you're talking about. People do it. You're subconsciously gonna do it. I I did that today. Yeah, did you do that? I did. Did did that to the guy with the urinal? No, (laughs) no, it wasn't (laughs) the guy. The guy in the urinal. So like my coworker. Uh, who was on my team who sits right next to me. Shout out to Cody. Um, he doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> From what um, you know. But uh, fun fact about, about Cody. Um, one of the, what is it? Uh, Lenten bingo, five alive bingo sheets. Whatever. Okay. For the parish years to invite somebody to mass. Yeah. So he asked me, hey, Cameron, what should I do for Lent? So I'm like, you want my opinion? He's like, yeah. I'm like, you should give up not going to mass. <laughs> so <laughs> he's been to mass. Nice. Uh, I think he only missed one week. Okay. Um, but uh, Elizabeth and I just went up to Green Bay to go to mass uh, at St. Peter, St. Paul. 
Okay. With Father Jose. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's the church he goes to. Was he there? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I was dude. like, oh, we're going to be coming up. We're going to be going to Mass on Saturday. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll come too. I'm like, this is yeah. great. Sounds like um, a good bro. He's a good bro. Nice. Uh, but, yeah, so so I, when I walk into the, the aisle where our cubicle is, I give him the peace and the up nod. Peace and up nod. Be, yeah. And yeah. then I was walking down the aisle later, and there was some guy I didn't know. And it's just like the yeah. downward. What's that? Yeah. Quick hair. Just yeah. quick. Yeah. But the, yeah, but the, your bro bros, it's like a up. Up, yeah, it's up. I love yeah, how yeah. we're doing this <laughs> while we're currently, as if this is like a video cast. This is the first time that a video podcast would have been necessary, but yeah, it would have been. You and I have faces for but, radio, yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, yeah. So be on the lookout. I'm be speaking from air badges. Jeremy Willers with us today. <laughs> hey, Jeremy, how you doing? Hi, how you doing? <laughs> Jeremy is uh, here from. Uh, would you okay? You're wearing some disgusting sweater. Ooh. Is this Pittsburgh hey, on hey, it? Hey, whoa. Ouch. Stop, stop it. Pittsburgh is a good city. What do you mean? It's a good place. Have you been? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a lot of friends from, I have a number of friends. I shouldn't say a lot. <laughs> I say a lot. I mean like three. Who, who are still who in Pittsburgh? Been, uh, no. Exactly. <laughs> but they're from Pittsburgh. They love Pittsburgh. Uh-huh. It's a good place. I think it's like the Milwaukee of the East Coast. What does that mean? Gritty town, gritty town, hardworking people. Mm-hmm. Feels like a Midwestern town, but it's, I mean, I wouldn't call Pennsylvania the Midwest. <laughs> it's like one of those debate things. I, it's not. But it's like a Midwestern town. No. All, on the East all Coast. NFL teams who are not the Green Bay Packers suck. Oof. <sighs> Whatever. I mean, yeah. But like. Yeah. But like, don't hate on the guy for. A I'm not hating on the guy. I said it's a gross. <laughs> I said it's a disgusting sweater. You can wear that. Wear it with pride, man. I'm not I, saying I you can't wear it. Wear it. You can wear a trash bag. <sighs> Doesn't mean you can't. This is America. You can do whatever you want. But you've got a that Pittsburgh. I'm guessing it's for the Steelers, right? It is for the Steelers. Okay, I like Ben Roethlisberger. Do Mo- you? Most of it. <laughs> <laughs> do you? Good quarterback. Yeah. Two right. Super Bowls. Two, right? Super Two Super Bowls, yeah, right. but the Pittsburgh Steelers are not the Green Bay Packers, so it's just, it's a gross sweater. All right, well, we can't all. But be they perfect. also have they also have more Super Bowls than we do. Yes, six. But on that note, the Packers have more championships right. than anybody else. That's, that's the claim. That's, right. that's why it's yeah. called Title Town. Yeah. Thanks. And we like to lord funny. that over everybody's head, like the Bears do with eight in nineteen eighty six. Bears haven't been good since 1986. Right. But we've got a bunch of championships that they don't do that championship anymore. And the last time the Packers have even been to the NFC championship, which would be the equivalent, they've lost a bunch. So, yeah. Yeah. And then Minnesota, they have that one NFL championship. They went uh, They went to four Super Bowls. In a row. And lost. All of them. Them all. It's like the Buffalo Bills the as Buffalo well. Bills. Yeah. Buffalo Bills, <laughs> they've the also been to four and they, yeah. they lost. Yeah. Yeah. So... Be hor- so it's not as a disgusting of a sweater as the Vikings. It could be grosser. Bears. It could be worse. <laughs> You're wearing a like a like a like a clear kitchen trash bag <laughs> instead of. <laughs> instead of a, whoa. Are you from Pittsburgh though? I, I'm not from Pittsburgh. That's I'm where actually, I was trying to go. <laughs> I, I am. I'm from a little uh, town in central Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, four hours from Philadelphia. Four hours from Pittsburgh. And I was just raised on the right side of the, 
the track, I guess you can say. I do like Pittsburgh more than Pennsylvania. <laughs> Wait, Pittsburgh is Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> then, uh, Philadelphia. In Philadelphia. I, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, meant I do too. Philadelphia, that's what I meant. Yes. I'd be more partial to Philadelphia. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? It's always sunny in Philadelphia. It's oh a my great gosh. show. All right. I mean, <laughs> okay. It's a great, yeah, sure. Danny DeVito was a national treasure. I thought you said he is a national treasure. He is a national treasure. No, I know, but I thought you said he's a national treasure, and I was thinking for a second, like, I would. When the heck is he a national treasure? I love that movie. That's a great movie. (laughs) Great movie. They're in Pennsylvania. That's true. Philadelphia. Yeah, Philadelphia. (laughs) You say Philadelphia. Philadelphia is in Pennsylvania. Which is in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Anyways, they're also in Boston, which which is in Massachusetts. (laughs) (laughs) They're in a lot of places in that movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, small town. Yes. In Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania, called Mill Hall. Mill Hall. Yeah. I was raised by my my aunt and my uncle. Um, my mom pretty much left whenever I was really young. Uh, my dad, he didn't stick around too much either. Mm-hmm. So, uh, somebody had to raise me, and yeah. they didn't want me to go into uh, uh, foster care. So, my aunt and my uncle took me in. It was just... Horrible, horrible childhood, I guess I can say. Mm. I mean, I don't want to blame that on how I turned out in the later years, but that definitely had a big impact. Impact on it, yeah. yeah. Was that, do you think that was because of just like the absence of parents? The absence of a mother or father? Yeah. Mm, I mean, most kids that do not have uh, a mom or a dad in their lives will act out, but I. I acted out for different reasons. I was just a really, I was a really, really bad kid. Um, some of my punishments that I got were very cruel and humiliating. Like I was shoved in closets as kids, as oh, a man. kid. A hair Potter. Um, <laughs> like crawl spaces, like underneath stairs. Like I would be shoved in there and left for hours. Um, That's messed up. It is messed, messed up, up. Yeah, but I mean, it's no, it's what they <laughs> it's, no, it's messed up. It's what they figured was a good thing for me, you know. And it is messed up. And then the other one was uh, down in our basement. We had like a little space between the the basement and the outside, so they would shove me in there. It was at least I could stand up in there, but um, it was just horrible. Beatings. Uh, there was sexual abuse. Oh my gosh! Oh gosh! Um, uh, growing up was not the best. Yeah. Let's stop talking about that. <laughs> yeah, you, so, I don't know where to go with this, but like, when did you leave? Um. Well, when I was sixteen, uh, my aunt, and my uncle didn't. They couldn't really deal with me anymore, so they shipped me to my father, which was in South Carolina. Okay. Um, so I moved in with him. Um, at that point in time in my life, I was already pretty much, you know, drugs and alcohol were part of my life uh, by that time. Um, and I moved to South Carolina, got in school there. I wanted to be an engineer. Uh, the only class that I excelled at in school was my drafting engineering you know, uh, I learned AutoCAD at a very young age. Nice. Um, but 
I just drugs and alcohol were everything in my life. I just wanted to I wanted to be like the the older kids and wanted to uh show them that I could, you know, I don't know, be like them. Mm-hmm. Um so I moved there when I was 16. I ended up getting into some serious trouble when I was 17. I caught my first burglary charge. Um a friend in Myself decided to break into somebody's house. Um, and the judge, after I spent some time in jail and went to court, the judge decided it would be good for me to go to my mother's. Okay. Which I really never met. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you're like, who is this lady? Yeah. Well, I guess my lawyers got a hold of her. Somehow, wow, I don't know. And she sent a bus ticket, and the judge agreed to release me from South Carolina with the fact that I would never come back to and South Carolina. To they South banished Carolina. you from a state. Can you, yeah. can you like, okay, I don't know how that works. I, like, I can, I can now. Okay, basically, what it, what it meant was I could never go back to South Carolina and work. Okay, um, but my, I was put on parole for five years. Uh, he gave me 10 years um, in the state penitentiary, um, suspended on five years of parole. And everything was transferred to Pennsylvania, which is in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, where I went with my mom. And she's seen an ad in the newspaper. Oh, wait, l- let me back up a little bit. <laughs> I caught my second uh, burglary charge while I was living with my mother. And I didn't want to deal with that because I knew that I would have to go back to South Carolina and do mm. those 10 years. Right. So I wanted to run, and she seen an ad in the newspaper for a carnival. And she thought it would be a good idea if I went with carnival. So I joined the carnival. Wow. And, yeah. Okay. So, so <laughs> <laughs> what a, what a, a lot to di- digest there. Yeah, there's a lot to digest. So, um, when you were a kid, uh-huh. uh, so you're living with your aunt, your uncle, yes. right? Um, so you went to a public school, I'm assuming. Yes. Right. Um, did you have, like, was it, um, I, I'm trying to figure out, was it the influence from your aunt and uncle, or was it the influence of, the like group of friends that you were hanging out the with. group of friends that i was hanging out okay with. so like yeah aunt and uncle like do you look well i suppose you probably don't look at them very favorably no huh? but so they were probably pretty rough people mm-hmm. to begin with anyway so it's yes. just kind of this revolving door of yeah. you know you're you're treated poorly at home so you look for validation somewhere else it was attention seeking sure you know but it's from like your your peer group right? yes Okay. From the peer group, and then at 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 school, I was just horrible. I mean, I was this like all throughout like grade school, grade school into the, junior and okay. senior. Yeah, I was just a really bad kid. I I really um I was really bad. I was just a a really bad kid. I was, I was just like because I mean like bad kid is a bit because I'm. I'm a recovering teacher, right? So uh-huh. when we think of bad kids, you know, we don't think of like, um, yeah, you're making bad choices, 
but we look at the extenuating circumstances. I was. It's like were you were you bad because you just didn't know what good was? Mm, that could that like could the, be the absence mm. of good yeah. in your life. I mean, you can only do what you know what to right. do. Yes. So like, and that you know, like you make your own choices, mm. um, which is important. You make your own choices. That's you have free will, but also when if you think about a multiple choice questions on a test mm-hmm. and you're given a situation, we give you like multiple choice responses, if you will, but we take five of the, five of the 10 options off the table. You don't even know what they are. You can't choose them. Mm-hmm. So I, I know where you're going and I understand why you think you were a bad kid. Um, but this is a this is a restriction of understanding what good was, mm. and you're only doing what you could. Mm. You only you're only doing what you knew was mm-hmm. a choice. Well, I wish the teachers back then would see it the way that you're seeing it, because it it wasn't like that. Uh, how know? how old are you? I'm forty two. You're forty two. Yeah. Oh, man, you don't look forty two at all. Appreciate Good for you, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I did not think you're 42. I thought you were, yeah. thought you were like our age. <laughs> no, I'm 42. Um, um, yeah, so you were going to school like right before, um, like Love and Logic yeah. and um, Discipline with Dignity. Those mm-hmm. kind of teaching philosophies were, yeah, were even you know still kind of in their development stages. I would I would understand. Um, I didn't hear about them until I was in in, in college myself. Um, so I think it's important that we start there that we kind of re. <laughs> We rework kind of, you know, like, yeah, you have free, you have free will uh-huh. and you're making bad choices. But up until this point, like I haven't seen any, I haven't heard anything where you knew what the good choice was. I'm assuming when you go to your first burglary charge, you're like, okay, I can either break in this house <laughs> or I, Whoa. or I won't, or I don't. Or was it like a, yo bro, let's go. It was breaking it, of this house. Yeah, it was just like a hey man, let's go. Okay, let's, your your buddy would not get a bromare badge for that. No, he definitely <laughs> would not. And and you, you know, know the title of this episode, bromare badge. Maybe I don't know. Maybe, I don't we we gotta listen to the rest of the episode. <laughs> but I, you know, I snuck out as a kid. I did all the things that you know, kids try to get away yeah, with sure you know? anything you could uh, get away with yeah anything and just to have some sort of control yeah i would i would take the the beer from the fridge sure. and you know share it with the friends so well, popularity goes up a little mm-hmm. bit yeah yeah you know and and I, it was i wasn't the most popular kid in school um but i had my group of friends sure right you know sure. and I don't know. It was just, like I said, I wish the teachers back then would have looked at the situation the same way you did. Sure. Because, I mean, in fifth grade, my fondest memory is of the teacher grabbing me by the neck and lifting me up and throwing me against the wall. Oh. And oh, that's abuse that was, in a lot of states. That yeah. was, but that was okay. Uh, all of them. Then. Yeah, all, all of them. Yeah, I was going to say uh, all that of was, them. That was okay, you uh-huh, know, back right. then. And then when I told my aunt and my uncle about it, they kind of laughed and said, well, you deserved it. Or mm-hmm. like if I would get beat up on the school bus for some stupid reason, you know, I would tell them, well, you probably deserved it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just like I learned at a young age that, you know, that, why 
tell anything because sure. nobody's yeah. going right. to listen. Yeah, yeah. Dude. You know, so that's a and that's a learn that's a learned conditioning mm. kind of situation. I mean, it, yeah. especially if you're trying to speak out, and you recognize like, yo, this is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> messed up. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, when when John and I were kind of chatting with you, or I was chatting with you way uh-huh. before this, and you said you're a, you're a carny, uh-huh. I was like, dude, we gotta have this guy in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we gotta, yeah, we gotta so, talk about this. So, mom sees uh, an ad for mm-hmm. a carnival. Yes, and she's like, yo, you'd be perfect. For this. <laughs> you're gonna be perfect for it. Uh, she said it's a way to run away. Okay, uh, the cops would never find me because you travel from. Town to town, the most you're in one single place is for seven days, uh-huh. and then you're somewhere else, miles and miles and miles away, uh-huh. states away sometimes. So, so is this like an application process? No, there is no application. You, <laughs> you just you go. You show up with you your with up. the ba- with the bag on a stick, and just you're like, a, "Yo, I'm ready. Let's I go." I mean, that's pretty much it. You okay. go there with the you go there with the bag and say, "Do you guys need help?" And they're always going to need help. Uh-huh. So right. you get a job and it's it's more of a it's a different lifestyle out there. Um, there is no laws, you know, like there are here. And I mean, what does that mean? Uh, it's do what you want, because it's in you're like you're you're still in the States, right? You're you're still in the States. But there's no cops. They don't mess with you. They know better than to come back to where we live, which was in uh, bunkhouses, which is like a trailer with rooms, separate rooms, mm-hmm. uh, doors on the outside of the trailer. Um, there's just it's everything, anything you want to do. It's so just so what is the what is the so you show up? What is the, what are the what does the carnival look like? Um, what is this traveling carnival look like? At the point in time when I first came to it, uh, everything it was in winter, winter quarters uh, in Burgaw, North Carolina, um, and everything was pretty much put up on the trailers and everything. So it was just rows and rows of trailers and tractor trailers. So I didn't really know what to expect, except for you know, I mean, going to the fair as a kid and everything. So it's like, okay, one day all this stuff has got to go up, mm-hmm. and I guess we're the people that put it up and run okay. it. So it was like, I mean, it was really interesting, you know, and it, it kind of, it, it still is an interesting concept, but just not the life for me anymore. So so you show up, mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, dude, you know, we, <laughs> we, we need some extra help. So they like... They partner you up or they team you up with other people that live in kind of like the same trailer or what does that look like? Well, there's um, single rooms, mm-hmm. then there's double rooms. Um, back then when I first started, um, everything was uh, double rooms. Mm-hmm. So they'll put you with a roommate. Okay. The rooms are really small, um, smaller than a jail cell. Oh, good. Wow. Yeah. Good. Um, and you're paired up with someone else and then... You wake up at nine o'clock in the morning and you go work on the rides, you know, fix them up, sand them, paint them, you know, whatever needs to be done, wash stuff, uh, do repairs with the light bulbs and the wiring and stuff like that. Get them ready for the season. You know, that's basically what it was like 
for the first for the first month I was there, um, and then when fair season actually starts, you know you're responsible. You have your your own ride, or at, when I first started, uh, I was on rides. Um, so you have your own ride or a group of rides, and you have to set all them up um, from a trailer, and they go up i mean that's crazy you know and then uh you operate them during the week while you're open and you did this no training just walk on right just walk on <laughs> and, that's what, and that's what most people <laughs> um yeah but everything is checked okay um by, by someone who also walked on right oh no state inspectors oh that's nowadays, good oh, okay. that's good nowadays it's a lot different than whenever i first started when i first started there was a lot of uh a lot of uh shortcuts right sure you know? and <laughs> is that when like um, games could be kind of rigged too the games were definitely rigged back yeah then. nowadays they, they there's still, there's they still are but with uh Without, it's rigging without rigging. Right. So it's mani- it's it's manipulating your vision, yes. typically okay. to to give you a, a different perspective or giving you inadequate equipment. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's but but all the games can be won. Yeah. If yeah. you know if you know if, it's up. if you, if know, you know it's up. <laughs> yes. But you gotta you gotta know and basically what the the person will try to do behind the counter is try to teach you the way that they want you to do it and we try to make you believe that that's the proper way to do it oh saucy <laughs> okay all right that's saucy. i don't know if i should say all that or not but <laughs> what uh, uh it's just it, the bigger the prize the harder the game that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. What uh, can I ask you? What ride you were? What uh, you, when I first started, I was on the Tilt Roll, <laughs> okay. uh, which is a pretty popular ride, I yeah. guess. I mean, so like you, you'd be in a, you'd be in a place for a couple of days, uh-huh. right? Doing the Tilt Roll, uh-huh. right? How many per people per day thrown up? <laughs> oh gosh, like you would get average, at least five. five. You get at least five, and you it'll just, be me. I'd be one of them. You just you lie. got a hose and you get a bucket and you just throw the bucket over top of it and run the ride once so it dries off and then load people back on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, I'm never going to a fair. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me feel really good. That I don't go on those rides because I would I would be the one puking, so well, that's why I don't go on it. It's accepted. I was <laughs> only I was only on the rides for like a year though. Okay, okay, yeah. but like okay, so you're there for a year. Mm-hmm. So you, you set up, mm-hmm. you you got things going on for a couple of days, mm-hmm. and then you tear down. And is there like a plan? Do you know where you're going next? Sometimes no. I mean, the actual owners of the business know where we're going, but as an employee, um, you don't really know unless you've been with that certain company for mm-hmm. more than one year, a right. year or more. That way you can be like, okay, well, it's this time of year. We went here last year, so more than likely we're going back to that same place again. Okay. But I was never in the same 
I, I never traveled really with the same people, so. <laughs> with the same company? Or? Yeah, I was, I switched over. When I, when I went out of rides, I went to foods. Um, I went to a cotton candy stand. Okay. And I made cotton candy and popcorn, candy apples, caramel apples, you know, stuff like that. It was, it was fun. Um, for the same, co- for the same company? No, for a different company. It was a different company. Yeah. Okay. And, uh. I was with them the longest, but it was sporadic. It wasn't all... I mean, I I worked for them probably for a total of six years. But I was never there for more than six months at a time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would go somewhere else and then come back. Go somewhere else and then come back. Um, You can go anywhere you want. And what is that? What is the carny culture like? Because, I mean, there there could be certain groups of people that's great to be around. But, like, what is the culture like with the, the carnival? Did you have, were there, were there, like, a group of people that you knew that it was, that was consistent? That were always there? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that you had, like, there was, you got friends or? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. you would, if you were on the East Coast, you would get to know the East Coast people. Um, especially if you were in games, because the guys in the games, you would want to hit the spots that make the most money because you get paid commission. Oh, okay. So you would want to make sure that you would hit the the Tampa or the Denver. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. you want to hit the, the big, big spots so you can make money. If you're on the East Coast, you know the East Coast people. If you travel in the Midwest, you know the Midwest people. If you travel on the West Coast, you know the West mm-hmm. Coast. And every few years, it kind of switches. The people from the West Coast will go to the East Coast, and the people from the East Coast will go to the West Coast. So this is like a whole, this is a whole conglomerate of. There's thousands companies. of different companies. Oh my goodness! Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, okay, so you you would stay with a company for six months. Six months, right? Yeah. What? So what is what is your what is your life? What does your daily life look like? Well. <laughs> We didn't have alarm clocks. You were woke up by the sound of a generator. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, very large generator. Very loud. Yeah. And that's how you knew when it was time to wake up and go to work. Um, most of the times, unless it was the weekend. If it was during the week, we didn't have to be to work. Work call would be an hour before show opening time. So it was show opened at 5 o'clock. Your work call would be 4 o'clock. Okay. Um, so that's when the generator would turn on and you would wake up. Um, most people would sleep all that time because the night before, um, it was a big party, you know, every, mm-hmm. every night. Um, what does that mean? Oh, uh, well, so bars. like, so like when, like when you were, do you get up work? Mm-hmm. Like how, well, like what are like public hours? Like people are coming in and, 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 Enjoying the carnival. Okay, well, if the show opens at five o'clock in the morning, no, five o'clock in the afternoon. Okay, um, during the week, which was a normal time, sure, um, for show openings, sure, uh, Monday through uh, Friday. So if it opens up at five, we were normally out of there Monday through Thursday around eleven. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Um. So then. 
from 11. I'm assuming there's like some teardown. No, and not on a, well, with the rise, clean up. you shut a, yeah, you just shut the button off, turn the lights off and you're good to go. With the games, you got to close them up and everything. With sure. the food joint, you yeah. got to close them up and, you know, but I mean, a normal closing down at nighttime is very quick, very okay. easy. Um, so from 11 o'clock until 4 o'clock, you pretty the next much day. can... The 11 next p.m. Day, to 4 o'clock yeah. p.m. the next day. Yeah, yeah, you can pretty much do what you want to do. Okay. And so the nights are spent drinking and... I mean, I don't know how far I can party go in this. Party Yeah, it was... Uh, everything. It was ever, ad- all included. Adults who are partying yes, make your yes. own inferences. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, on all times of the night. Okay. And so most people would get to bed when the sun comes up and then just sleep until the generator came on and get up and do it all over again. And that would be your life. That was life six every day. Months, well, six months. Like, well, I'm assuming it was the same no year round, went, right? Year round, really. Okay. I mean, during the winter times, uh, the carnivals would all go down south. Um, I spent a lot of time in Florida, yeah. down in, in Tampa area, down in Miami. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of time down in them areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once April hits, you know, everybody starts creeping up north and... Um, starting it all over again. So, did you feel like you belonged there? Absolutely, you really did. Absolutely, that was the first time I ever felt like I really mm. belonged to something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I was accepted for who I was. I didn't have to try to be somebody else. You know, I didn't have to. Uh, there was no peer pressure. You know, it was just, I, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but uh, everybody accepted everybody out there because everybody had their own problems. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody had their own issues that they were dealing with and nobody judged. And you were not judged uh, mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. the bosses or, I mean, it, it was a lot of work, mm-hmm. especially on teardown. Sometimes it would, sometimes you'd work for 36 hours straight. Oh my goodness! Oh, wow. You know, and then, I mean, they have what they call circus jumps, where you, you work all day, you tear down, drive, set back up, and open right away. Oh, so you're talking. Oh my gosh! You're talking two, three days, mm-hmm. no sleep, and that's where other things came involved. Right. Yeah, yeah, stay awake. You got to stay yeah. awake somehow. Yeah, and you yeah, know. it's crazy, man. Yeah, so were a lot of the people in the carnival in similar situations where like they're escaping something? Uh, some people, okay. yes, okay. And I, I just, I do want to say for the listeners right now that that is not a thing of the carnival anymore. Um, the police and the shows do do background checks. Yeah. Um, the police are given a list of names of people who work at the carnival and their <laughs> social security numbers. So, yeah. so, so like we can go to the carnival and feel good about the, it. Now, now <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. Nowadays for, for the past, I would, I would pretty much say for the past 12 years, okay. 
everything has changed in that industry because it just got such a bad rap. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and the guys, the people that work out there, they're really not bad people. You know, Mm -hmm. they're just, they're out there looking for a place to call home. Mm -hmm. Sure. You know, and sure. For purpose, looking for community. And yeah, I mean, you're kind of forced to be in it. You Mm -hmm. know, some people can't find community now. Yeah. It's like, can't find a community you're almost forced to be in it uh-huh. if you join a carnival yeah you know and it's it's forced good. to be in community <laughs> what's that you're forced to be in community yeah that's what yeah, i said yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, like yeah. you're kind of it's it's one of those things where you're looking for it it's sort of like well i'm almost forced to be in it so i might as well you know do it. it yeah it's a lot of fun because you get to travel all these places for yeah. free like i've literally been everywhere man yeah. i've the i haven't been to alaska and i haven't been to hawaii but I've been everywhere that's right. else. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty neat. And it, right. it's it's all for free. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to pay for your gas. You don't have to pay for your living. You know, you, most of the time you don't have to pay for your food. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're still getting a pay. You know, it's all cash. So <laughs> no taxes. No. Well, IRS. Uh, agents, uh, we paid our taxes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nowadays <laughs> it probably. Yes. Nowadays, nowadays it is definitely, definitely taxed. Yeah. So, you have this road uh-huh. lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You've got this community. You feel acceptance. Um, but <laughs> I'm sure mm-hmm. that working. Partying, working, partying is is got to wear on you at at some point, right? Uh, so, so yeah, but it's got to it's got to wear on you at some point. Some at some point you got to get there. You're gonna. I mean, uh, maybe maybe. Uh-huh. Did you realize that there's more? When did you realize that there's more than this? Than the carnival itself. Where did you realize? Where did, where did you realize there was more to you or more to life than working and partying? Two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven. All right. What happened? So, then? so yeah. Let let's yeah. let's go there. Well, what, um, what happens? I uh, I met up with the show that actually comes through Anatwalk. Oh, and yeah, call them out. <laughs> <laughs> the, it's a it's well. The best show I've ever worked for. Okay. Right. The okay. nicest people. Sure. The okay. cleanest show. Okay. Um, they really take care of everything. That's good to know. Okay. That's um, good to know. Yeah. Uh, but I, I ended up traveling with one of them, uh, with one of the crews from there. And I met a woman here in Manitowoc. And uh, I had a couple friends. And we all decided to stay here in Manitowoc the winter time and then the girl that i was seeing she ended up getting pregnant mm-hmm. and that's when i realized that there was more to life than just partying yeah. and um working in a carnival and that if i wanted to be in my child's life that i would have to to get off of the road and make some life changes mm-hmm. uh, yeah. now that consisted of me staying uh here in Wisconsin during the winter from I don't know, let's say about November until uh 
the the beginning of February. Okay. Every year, um, for the first few years, mm-hmm. um, and then well, my daughter was born on April fifteenth of two thousand twelve, and I was scared, so I took off again, mm-hmm. and with no intentions of coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, you went back to the to the carnival. I went back to the okay. carnival. Um, but every winter, I would still. I had a, a couple friends here in town by then that would let me stay on the couch, mm-hmm. and I would come back. And it was still just. It was still one big party. I wasn't worried about the kid. I wasn't worried about anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, I would get a a job to make just enough money to you know do what it needed to do, and then I get fired and. Um, then February would come around and I would be back out on the road. Um, then it got to the point where the people didn't want me on their couches anymore. Uh, so I, I spent a lot of time in the homeless shelters uh, mm-hmm. in Milwaukee and Appleton. Um, a lot of time roaming the streets in, in very cold weather. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 2000, 2017... I had enough. Mm-hmm. I was I was slowly uh, killing myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in and out of in and out of jails, in and out of detoxes, in and out of uh, psychiatric wards, um, hospitals. Um, Are you no longer doing the carnival at this point? No. So what? Uh, if I could just pause, uh-huh. I want to know like what's the catalyst that gets you out of the? Why did you stop going to the carnival? Why did I stop? I I just couldn't. You couldn't. Okay. I was gonna. I was gonna die. Okay. So it was. So the the lifestyle caught up with you. Yeah, the lifestyle finally caught up to me. Mm-hmm. That was eighteen years later. Sure. Yeah. Went, yeah. Went, you were in yeah, in and out a, for eighteen years. Yeah. But I went very. I went very very strong for, for a, a long, long time. time. Yeah. And it, it's all I knew. Mm-hmm. You know, when you join something at seventeen, that's your job. And then when you're done with work, you're around the same people and it's your life. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just, it's what you get used to. Mm-hmm. It's what you learn. You you learn that this is okay. Everybody does it. Sure. So it's okay. Sure. And I just, I couldn't. I, I was on the verge of, yeah, it was bad. Yeah, sure. I was in really, really bad shape. And, um... I got off of the road, went to a rehab, um, stayed sober for a little bit, but then started drinking again pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'd get a house, you know, not a house, but an apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't get evicted, but I would leave it, you know. Okay. I would just. When you say, when you say we. A me. Me. Okay, you. Yeah, okay. just me. Yeah, it sure, was sure. it was all me until pretty much 2019. Okay. 2018, 2019. Um, I would be in and out of rehabs here in town. There was a place called Marco Services that uh, is now Horizons. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I I went there three times. Um, I went to um, Sheboygan. Went to um, Fond du Lac, the hospitals there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
just to try to get help, get back because it's like it's shock being in this environment compared to being in the carnival. It's like it's kind of like you know you're in war and then you come back mm. from war because right. you're that's just what you know is your normal now. Mm. And, and you don't have a community as much anymore, right? Not anymore. Right. So that's even, you know, you yeah. go from yeah. you go from a place where you mm-hmm. feel love and acceptance and mm-hmm. understanding all, and, and understanding, you feel like you belong and then all of a sudden it's just like it's taken away. Oh crap. This what I'm reality. doing is <laughs> actually where I feel accepted and where I feel yeah. loved and where I feel like validation right. is killing mm-hmm. me. And other thing too is like you had mentioned earlier that that was the first place yes. the, that you you felt that. Yeah. So here you are, childhood. Um, you know, you, you call yourself a bad kid. You know, getting in trouble and such. Okay, now you're you, you found community, mm. and you know through the carnival, maybe it's, you know did some stuff you probably regret. But then now you're back into that same spot probably as a child mm-hmm. where it's like i don't know i don't know where yeah, i belong you just think, i don't know um, i'm 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 just roaming yeah i'm just mm-hmm. i don't know what to do you know yep. with my body with my mind i have no idea what's going on yeah you know because i i don't have anybody around me that supports me or is is going through it with me well i mean you're exactly right yeah <laughs> but uh come uh 2018, I had a really close friend who said that uh, I could stay on his couch. Um, And that was in Two Rivers. Okay. And I stayed on his couch for a while. And, um, you know, God is good because that's that's where I met my wife. Mm. You know, she was my downstairs neighbor. Okay. Oh, okay. And came up and knocked on the door, and I was like, you know, that's there. There she is. Next up, girl. That's 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 her. And um, do you use a pickup line? Uh, no. Except for we'll move the car (laughs) 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 because she wanted the car moved. I was (laughs) I was too nervous at that point in time. (laughs) Uh, Please move your car. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, Yeah, we'll we'll do. It will get moved. Um. (laughs) But uh, you want me to move it uh, to a specific <laughs> place for dinner sometime? Or? <laughs> That'd be good. <laughs> That'd be good. Um, Hindsight, 2020. See, and then in um, 2019, June 24th, 2019, was the last time I picked up any kind of drugs or alcohol. I've been completely sober since. It's amazing. Um, I've been cold, cold turkey. Cold huh? turkey? Well, I went to detox in Sheboygan. Okay. okay. Um, that consisted of uh, three days of medication mm-hmm. um, because you can die um, yes. from alcohol yeah. withdrawals. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of alcohol that I was taking, um, I went in there with a 0.52. Whoa. Wow. So Ooh. I had to go to the hospital first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to get pumped. Yeah. Full yeah. of fluids and all that stuff that they do. And the detox. Luckily, uh, you know, I had a good friend. Um, mm-hmm. I was going yeah. to AA meetings and everything, and you know, um, I had somebody to take me into Sheboygan, and mm-hmm. you know, got me the help. And I haven't touched anything 
since. And um, that's awesome, man. Married and so like your your wife is the catalyst at this point. Your my my wife is has changed my life in so many ways. Like I can't I can't express the gratitude that I have for this woman. Mm-hmm. She is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. And she got me back into the church. Um So know. so it's like pause. Just, just pause for a second. Is this like a um like a she told you that like this alcohol drug stuff ain't gonna fly or was it a I know that with this that I'm not worthy yeah, of it just, being it, in being in a predicament, so I wanna be better for her. I think I kinda got my timeline kinda messed up. Okay. Because I didn't meet her until two thousand nineteen. Uh-huh. Um I was staying on the couch in two thousand eighteen and I was approximately I was approximately six months um sober. Oh, okay. So, um, I, I, I got off of the road because I was deathly sick mm-hmm. and then I decided that, you know, well, alcohol never really hurt me too bad. It was the other stuff that hurt me. So I'll just drink <laughs> jokes on you <laughs> jokes on me. No yeah. kidding. <laughs> and it, alcohol led me down a path that nothing sure. ever anything else ever did and sure. mm-hmm. um and um i don't know i was deathly sick when i got off of the road and i was deathly sick whenever i quit drinking this last time okay so um all right so <laughs> we whirlwind uh-huh. you've had a whirlwind career at this point yes basically like you've been in a whirlwind of Alcohol, drugs, partying, uh-huh. carnival for 18 years, 18 years. at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you're six months sober. So that's like 136 yeah. <laughs> of of the past, <laughs> you know, like of that time period. You're mm-hmm. sober. So this is, I, I know, I'm assuming this is still an uphill battle for you. Mm, yes. Um, because, you know, with any, with any addiction, whether it's alcohol, pornography, drugs, any of that stuff, like you're an addict forever right like that's mm-hmm. yeah because you could be i you know there i i was a children you know close your eyes i was addicted to porn for a long time mm-hmm. um and through the grace of god you know i was able to quit cold turkey tur- cold turkey because i knew it was a moral sin mm-hmm. and i didn't want to cut up myself off from god at a fear that i would die um not in god's grace but like i know that i'm addicted to it and i know if i ever go back it's over. Yeah. Like there, you know, and with the same thing, uh, you know, people I know who are, I mean, now you too, like mm. who are alcoholics who are addicted to alcohol, drugs, like they know, right. Like it's been 18, you know, 18 years since I've had a drink, but I, I know if I ever go back, it's over. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because Just one there, drink. there is no one drink. There yeah, is no. no one drink. It's, yep. I have one. It's over. Yep. I have a sip. It's over. Absolutely. So like, this is still an uphill battle for you, even in 2023. Where we're at, it it is, it is, but it, it's um, it's not about the drinking anymore, right? It's about learning to live a good life, mm. right? Uh, Which is, and that's a and that's a great yeah. and that's a great attack, but it's great attack mm. plan. I'm sure, I'm sure it's a lot easier, but like we still have to frame it in yeah, this way that absolutely like, we understand the the battle that we do have. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
up until this point, this these eighteen years of carny party uh-huh. swag, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> swag. Swagger. Is, is, <laughs> is there any? Because you said your wife brought you brought you to the church. Uh-huh. Um, you said back to the church. Yes. Was there a before where you were in the church? Uh, my aunt and my uncle were Catholic. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I was not um, part of the the church back when I was younger. They tried to get me into um, some classes, uh, the school classes there. A CCD or whatever it is. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was called. Yep. Yeah, and that just didn't work out too well. Okay, so um, like, where's your what's your spiritual life, quote unquote, spiritual life, uh, uh, look like for the that time that you're in the carnival or before that? Or whatever. What does that look like? Well, I spent uh, many years um, totally disrespecting God. Sure. Um, how far can I go in this? Uh, um, I mean, you know, if you, what, I mean, you're as far as you're comfortable. Okay, because uh, I would I was very. Um, I always believed in God. Sure. Um, I knew there was a creator. Sure. Um, okay. But I chose to live a different uh, thought process, um, and I I uh, joined a satanic cult. Okay, um, while you're in the carnival. Yes, I was okay. a, a satanist for approximately five years. Okay, okay, um, sure. Uh, reading the satanic Bible, just like uh-huh. nor- what I read the Bible nowadays. Right. You uh-huh. know, um, uh, it was bad. Yeah, dude. What years? Like you said, for five years. Mm-hmm. What years were these? Do you remember? Um, everything started pretty much in because I was here in Manitowoc in two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say from 2010 until 2015. Oh, yo, so okay. that's recent. All right. Okay. Um, because I was always um, disobeying, you know, God. Sure. Um, I always felt a calling, but I disobeyed the calling. Sure. Um, it's kind of weird to explain, but if you've ever felt it before, you know what I mean. So it's one of those like you you could feel the calling to not do this. I knew I was wrong. Right, but yeah. it's like I'm gonna do it anyway. I'm gonna do it anyways. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's exactly right. Um, so you're like a Bartolo Longo kind of deal. Uh, blessed Bartolo Longo. You you know this guy? It informed me. I just because like I don't want to like <laughs> I don't wanna, like leave Jeremy out in the cold with this like satanic thing. Um. So, Blessed Bartolo Logo Longo was a satanic priest uh-huh. uh, for many years. Okay. Um, and his family um, prayed rosaries and prayed rosaries and, like, begged him and begged him and begged him to visit, to, to, to meet with a, a priest. Okay. Um, and he finally did. And, like, he has this radical conversion mm. through the rosary and through the prayers of, of his family. Um, and this priest hears his confession, right? Mm-hmm. And he and he flips his entire life around. Wow! He flips it. He credits the rosary very much. Mm-hmm. He credits the rosary. Credits our blessed Powerful. mother. Yeah. But he went from satanic priest mm-hmm. to on the cusp of beatification. Wow! 
So like I, I'm man. butchering his story. I'm leaving out so many things because we only have so much like we only have so much time. Like we went over two hours last week. So like I want to make sure that like we I mean we're fine right now, but I don't want to go yeah. too deep into it. Look look him up. Um, Blessed Bartolo Longo. He is his story is just phenomenal. Like yeah. even if you are because as Christians we would say like Satanism would be like the furthest away from God. Mm-hmm. That you can that you can go because it's it, it's an exact opposite opposite mm. of um, of Christianity because right. that's why it was created. It was created to just be in opposition to there being an outside truth, right? And that relativism is what it is. Um, so like we would consider that to be as far away from God, right, as humanly possible. Knowing God, rejecting God, absolutely. Um, even if you're that far gone, mm. the mercy of God is absolutely endless for it's those amazing. who oh, it. Just yeah. like it blows, it blows my mind. Like this dude's a satanic priest, yeah. And our mother goes in and snatches him. It's like, yeah, it's like it reminds me of that song. I think there's it's reckless love, man. Right? I think there's mm-hmm. like that reckless love song where it's like there's no like shadow you won't light up. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's a uh, it's a praise and worship song. So I don't, you know, yeah, you know, people people like it, people don't. But like, it, it just reminds me of that. Like, God's power, God's love, is is endless. It, mm-hmm. it, it, there is no area of the world, no part of your life that He won't try to bring you back. Mm-hmm. Like, there's if you want it, He will, right? If you he want. will He will love you, and He will always try to. Mm-hmm. To have you love him back, mm-hmm. he's not going to do it with a crowbar, like Sam yeah, said last he will, week. Yeah. <laughs> the depths <laughs> that God will go to are infinite. Yeah, it's it's incredible. And uh, so, anyways, and I think Jeremy is a is an example <laughs> of that because, yeah. like you said, you 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 uh, you went to that furthest depth. Yes, and I just want I just wanted to put that out there. Like there, yeah. there are saints of the church who were that far gone, mm-hmm. and I brought like. That I don't want anyone to like think of you in this weird like way, like, oh, is he like still like you know? But like, their saints yeah. of the church have been grabbed from the depths of as cl- as close to hell as you can be on this side of the veil, right? Snatched back by our blessed mother, um, by our Lord, mm-hmm. and just that little bit of free will, yeah. That mm-hmm. we say, okay, God. Uh, I'm wrong. I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> he saved my life. And he will. Um, so I just wanted to pause, give a little bit of a same story. Yeah. Uh, come back. So like, so like you, you, um, so you were, a, I just, we can just call you a pagan. I don't want to yes. keep saying, yeah. <laughs> saying this on, on the podcast. So you're a pagan for a while, <laughs> yes, right? Pagan for five time. years. Yeah. Um, how do you get out of that? What is that? What is that like? Well, um, when I went to rehab, um, it was a, 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 a well, AA, man. AA mm-hmm. is yeah. what really brought me back. Um, well, it didn't bring me back to um, Catholic, but it brought me back to, you know, this this God is more than just somebody up there shaking his finger and zapping mm-hmm. people down here. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the creator. He's love. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, and... I sh- I should have been dead, you know, lots of times, and I came out of it, and it mm-hmm. wasn't by me. Mm-hmm. It was a miracle of God. I mean, 
it there's just so many things that happened in my life that I just should not be here anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, so AA, the rehab, um, and then, uh, when I, when I met Cammy, see, uh, so I don't know if I should have said her name. Uh, name drop. <laughs> <laughs> she's I mean, it's a man talk podcast. People, yeah, people yeah. know who you're And the people, is. yeah, and then people are listening or she's, mostly prisoners. She's so. mega yeah. active in the church. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, then, um, meeting her and everything and, when I first met her, I was so sure that we were going to be together. I kept telling her, you know, we're going to get married one day. She was like, no, we're not. I don't even like you like that. <laughs> <laughs> just a friend. Like, nah, you yeah, just wait. Zone. You just, <laughs> and I was. I was in the friend zone for quite a while. And then I remember we were driving. I can't remember where we were driving to. But I asked her, I'm like, is me not being Catholic pretty much a deal breaker with you? Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, Yeah. Kind of. I was like, well, just because I'm not Catholic now doesn't mean I can't be Catholic. Mm-hmm. She was like, okay. And we started dating. Like, right <laughs> <laughs> and Guys, if you're listening, that's, yeah, that's, that's the way are. that every woman's heart. <laughs> yeah. And then um, and I went through RCIA and got baptized. You know, First Communion, Confirmation. And then uh, I just been trying to be involved in the church now this is my this is this is my life this is where i belong Mm -hmm. you you got uh confirmed was it last year yes it's coming up on a year yeah i was there i was was there easter vigil we watched we watched it it was awesome it was super great it was so (laughs) cool yeah i was so happy and uh uh and and i didn't at the time Uh know your story too (laughs) so like knowing where you came from and then it's just it's it's that much more beautiful if you could get much more beautiful. I don't know, but it's awesome, man. It's pretty, it's pretty sick. Yeah, it is. Pretty <laughs> sick. Yeah. Sick. yeah. Um, so like, so we, you chanted about, or we were chanting about how you felt comfortable, accepted in the carny lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of questions. Yes, sure. So that feeling that you had at the carnival, mm. do you feel that now? Absolutely. I'm getting the chills just thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Um, You know, uh, I don't feel judged. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I was really scared at the beginning because I'm like, are people going to... Because I have tattoos on me that are of my past. Had. Are they lasered off now? Are they lasered to a point where like you can cover them up at this point? Okay. They are they are gonna get covered up, but um, it, some of them are kind of embarrassing. Sure, you know. Um, so I was like, are they gonna judge me because of that? And nobody really did. And mm. it was like, okay, this is really weird. You know, it's <laughs> not what I expected at all. And I I feel I feel at home. Yeah, you know. And it's a it's a good feeling to you know, feel like you belong to something again. Mm-hmm. You know, um, nah. what I felt in the carnival was more of a, of a feeling mm-hmm. of belonging. Mm-hmm. This is more of a sense of belonging. Okay. I don't know if that makes sense or not. 
Um, what's what's a stronger word than feeling? <laughs> Well, I think it's it, it's more of a I it's I think it's more of a, a difference between I think and I know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, I uh, I like to always attribute. I like to tell a story that. Uh, I mean, I mean, we're all married. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, uh, when you when you you think about like the first love that you had, mm. you're like, oh, I or or one of the strongest the strongest loves that you had that aren't your wife, um, you especially as you get later on in the relationship, you get later on, you're asking yourself like, Oh, is this person the one? Like, I want to marry them. Like, I love them. You know, it's, and you always go back to like, Oh, when you, when you know, you know, and then mm-hmm. you, you, know, you think about it and then you're like, okay, yeah, I, I, yeah, I know. I, yeah, I, I totally know. I want to marry this woman, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so you meet your actual wife yeah. and, and it's you like, know. you really understand yep. yeah. when you know, you know, because it's a, I, I dated a girl in college that I really thought I'm like you know I know if she's yeah. it like this is gonna happen mm-hmm. and then we broke up you know um, which was the first real heartbreak of my life and when I met Elizabeth it was oh <laughs> I okay yeah I know yeah like it's it's a different it's an entirely different feeling but I think I know and that I know and anyone who is married like yeah. You know, like I, I called my sister after uh, the first date I had with Laura mm-hmm. and I said, I called her up and I was like, I'm going to marry her. I'm going to date her still. Like, obviously, I got to go through the process, but I I'm know gonna I'm going to date her even harder. Now. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm like, I know I'm going to marry this woman. Yeah. So, like, I yeah. hope you like her. Yeah, I, I called my mom. <laughs> she very much does. So. I called my mom right after I met. And yeah. I've only I've only ever called my mom at their first date once. Yeah, and that was Elizabeth. Yeah, and so you have this, you know, this your your soul kind of like cries out. Yep. For this, not that they're soulmates because there aren't. That's not a thing. <laughs> but like, you just have this. You kind of have this like Adam in the garden when he sees Eve, like. Mm-hmm. Bone of finally bone of my bone and flesh yeah. of my pla- yeah. flesh, this one, mm. uh, like this is the woman that I'm going to yep. choose to love for the rest of my life. So if, it, if I yeah. can trick her into saying yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when it comes to the carnival, it's sort of like that, like girlfriend that you had in college. That's like, yeah, I think I'm going to marry her. Yeah, I think, and then but you don't. Yeah, but the church is. This is the one. This is this is the feeling. Yeah. Um, this is the true love, the true community that my body, that my soul has been looking for, mm. searching for, striving for really my whole life. Exactly. Really, since your whole, really your whole life. Exactly. So, I think you also touched on a, when you said you were in AA and you realized that this God, that our God is not this God who is up in heaven waving his finger, right? Mm. So... If you haven't listened to the Bible, I'm Bible year with Father Mike Schmitz. <laughs> pause. Stop, pause. Listen to the rest Listen of it. Welcome, Welcome back. back. All right. <laughs> Hope you liked it. It was great. The whole year. It? It's phenomenal, isn't it? <laughs> so um, in Genesis chapters like two and three, the fall of Adam and Eve, mm-hmm. there's the the time after Adam and Eve eat of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and they realize that they're naked and they create... Um, loincloths for themselves right. and, they, and they hide and the the text in the bible it when when god confronts them um and he says um you know like where, where are you um 
who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the fruit of the tree of which I told you not to? And the way that you read that is your perception of God. Because before your conversion to Catholicism, you might have read it as, um, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of the right. the fruit of the tree of which I told you not to? Right. The smiting uh, yeah. the, the God. Whereas when I read it, it's um, who told you that you were naked? Right. Have you have you eaten of the fruit of the tree of which I told you not to? And you can you you read that you can hear the heart of God breaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, he, he knows the answer to the question mm. yeah. and he his so heart asked. is just broken because the, the next line, not the next line, but the lines at the proto evangelium where God is speaking to the serpent and saying, I will put enmity between you and the woman, um, between your offspring and hers. You will strike it as heel as he strikes at your head giving the the first promise of the Messiah, Mm. that the enmity between you and the woman, her offspring, Mary, Jesus, and yours, which is the devil again, um, that that God promises salvation immediately Mm. and clothes them with the skins of the animals who needed to die in their place. Um, that, That promise of salvation comes from the voice of the father whose heart is broken and not of the smiting father mm-hmm. because it, it doesn't follow. Right. The, and the thing that I think about is like God asks questions. If, if, if he was the smiting God, he would have smite them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he knows the answer. Mm-hmm. He knows they're embarrassed. He knows they did it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the, uh, uh, you know, we talk about like the, the kid who draws on the wall or a kid who takes a cookie out of a cookie jar. Like every parent knows it's like, you got the crumbs on you, bro. Like <laughs> I'm just asking you so you can, you can tell me, mm-hmm. I want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Um, if God wanted to smite, he would have smited them. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have even been a question. It was, it would have restarted. You know, <laughs> we would have had a second verse, another verse after that, where God restarts. He did restart. Yeah, right. <laughs> but like, of flag. like a no. But I'm saying is like, yeah, he it 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 wouldn't be we descended from Adam and Eve. It would have been like, uh, uh I restarted, and then I started Adam and Steve. To Adam. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh no, <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. But you know, what I'm saying like it, it, he asked questions because he loved. He mm-hmm. didn't. He didn't ask him in an angry way mm-hmm. uh if he was angry like i said he could have smiled him he's all he's he's god he's all powerful yeah here's but your free he will let's let's correct let's see where you're let's see where you're at right uh even though you know it's i always i always struggle with that it's i have free will but god you already know what i'm gonna do <laughs> it's right. like when when the, teens like you tell them that when we pray we want to pray you know we we tell God everything. We tell God well, what is going on in our lives or what we're thinking. It's um, my God, even in like Revelation, when John is asked by the angel, like, um, where's the scroll of the, I think it was a scroll, like, where's the scroll or who, who are those? Mm-hmm. Who are those who are worshiping? And, and John says, Lord, you know, <laughs> like, right. don't ask me, dude, you yeah. know already. <laughs> like, I don't, know. Um, like, I don't need to 
like Jesus, you 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 know about my day already. Like, what what are you asking yeah. me for? But it's yeah. the it's the I I'm granting you free. I want you to tell me, mm-hmm. um, and that comes from like this relentless, like God is pursuing you, Jeremy, through this all this crap and this horrible choices that you know that you're making and the struggles that you have and that community that you felt. I don't think that was a bad thing. It wasn't the greatest community you could have been around, mm. but like this idea that you belong in a part of a community like that is from God mm. that you had this feeling of, I think I know what this, what this is and I feel accepted here and I feel loved here. Like that's not fake. Mm. That wasn't not real. What you went through. It was just yeah. perf- closer to perfection in the church. Now, you know, um, because the next question that I want to ask, because you were, you know, this lifestyle isn't as not glamorous, mm-hmm. not glamorous lifestyle <laughs> mm. and very different. Um, and I asked Sam about this last week, uh, how he felt about modeling, even being out of modeling. When you look back in the carnival as a whole, like not like the choices that you made. Do you look at it fondly? Mm. Do you do you like. Is there any part of it where you're like, you know what, I can really look back on this and say, you know, I'm, I, I liked this. I loved the traveling. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I really did. That's one thing that I miss. Um, and through the years, um, I got addicted to chaos. Okay. Because mm-hmm. it was chaotic out there. Right. And sure. And now it's not as chaotic. It's a different kind of chaos. <laughs> and it's a good chaos, but um, you know, I so I missed that for a while. I and sometimes I still do, you know, it's like um I uh I need something to be happening. Mm-hmm. Something has to be Somebody's got to be talking. The TV's got to be on. The fans oh, got to be yeah. on. The radio's got to be right. on. Sure. Something's got to be making noise. Sure. And, uh, you know, so basically I miss the traveling. Um, I, when I look back on it, man, I'm, I, I just can't believe that I did that for so long. Because mm. other than the traveling and the money... There was nothing good about it, mm-hmm. you know. It really, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I suppose maybe that's a better question for, you know, God willing, a decade down the road. Yeah, because I think like when we go like heartbreaks that we had, yeah. You know, when when you break when you break up with somebody or a relationship ends, our go to is to like badmouth the person, mm-hmm. or we make them the enemy, or we make them the the aggressor or the person who was wrong and it's because the feelings are still raw and our hearts are still healing. Like this relationship that I had back in college, like we've been apart because I've been with Elizabeth for six years. So, um, that relationship was seven years ago. Mm-hmm. It was a, there was a, it's a lifetime, you know, when you're 30 as <laughs> a lifetime away. Um, and it wasn't until maybe a couple of years ago, maybe one or two years ago that I, that I could finally look back and say the the things that I have fondness for mm-hmm. in that relationship. Um, none of the things that were sinful, but 
the some of the the memories that I have with mm-hmm. with this woman, I can look on with a with positivity. Right. They're like, you know what, this was this was good. There was there was good here. There was there was some semblance of of love here. Mm. Um, and even with teaching, like I, of course I miss teaching. That's what I was born to do. Uh, I think I, Elizabeth keeps telling me that I have a charism for teaching. I think I do. Um, but for a charism, it's gotta be effective. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, I don't think it was really effective because those kids learn nothing. (laughs) Um, I, I I look on my years of teaching with fondness. Right. You know, it sucks that I had to no, okay, it doesn't suck that I had to leave. I'm glad I left. But you look on you look on things that end with fondness. I think time heals all wounds. Mm. I think you probably have a huge wound from mm-hmm. you know, eighteen years of of the that lifestyle. Um you know, and maybe and maybe with some more time, some more time with being healed by the Eucharist, you know. Yes. Maybe maybe you can look at it with fun. So maybe we'll have you back on in ten years we'll ask you again. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> ten years later. If talk, I mean maybe. maybe There's the no way. No, no way, dude. <laughs> you don't know. There's that. no way. You don't know that, huh? There's no we way. We could be laughing back at this episode. In 10 There's years no ago. way that for ten years people want to come on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> Never know, man. We'd be far enough, you know, God willing, we'd just have our own kids on the show. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, that's what, you know what would actually no, be good? What? If we can keep the podcast going long enough to have our kids take over. Nah. You don't think so? Nah, I would keep it going. <laughs> you want to? <laughs> <laughs> they could ask. Like, mm. I'm humbled. <laughs> <They're> but humbled. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, some podcasts that I listen to, they're like... Uh, from this internet company that that's been around a long time and they've just like fallen off, you know, cause <laughs> go woke, go broke. Uh, so like some of the guys that were, have been, uh, been, been with that company for like 20 years. Um, they're starting to, to enter more into the podcast sphere, kind of away from internet video and into the, yeah. like, the podcast sphere. And one of the guys, um, mentioned that, like my friendships exist only in podcasts. Because this is the only time that I get to see my friends. <laughs> so I can see, you know, God willing, we have children, you and I, John. Yeah. Not with our wives separately, like not you and me. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, yes. Yeah. That's how it works. <laughs> um, that like our friendship exists only on the podcast. Because <laughs> it's the only time we can get together. <laughs> Tuesday nights. Tuesday night, we, we just uh, wouldn't have guests. It'd just be <laughs> you and I. Our, our secret show. <laughs> well, speaking of though having kids, yes, yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah, you're about uh, to uh, more chaos. Yes, more, more chaos. chaos. Yeah, uh, you have three in the house right now, right? No, there's two two girls, uh-huh. uh, a four and a six year old. Uh-huh. Um, my biological daughter lives with her mo- uh, with her mother. Oh, okay, okay. okay. So um, you have her sometimes because I've, yes. I've met her. Yes, on the weekends, you know, twice a month. Sure. Okay. So sure. Once, sure. twice a month. Sure. However, but uh, she's due in May, and we are having our first boy. That's and exciting. Uh, I yes. am very excited. Um, finally, some uh, male influence <laughs> in the house, other than myself. <laughs> um, so 
we will see. It's uh, he's due May eleventh. Oh, Amen. Um, so close and yet so far. It is so far away. Uh, she's ready to have him now. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like she's probably what month month seven now. Yeah, so it's like seven oh, months man. in. Yeah, yep. you're oh. just like any got any burden that I can take off of her. Like I will feel everything for <laughs> yeah. her. Like if, yeah. I, if I just could. Yeah. <laughs> You know. Well, prayers for a, a healthy delivery, healthy baby, healthy yes, mom. Thank you. Uh, sleep. Yes. <laughs> so. What sleep? What, 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 yeah. what is that? S word? What? Sleep? <laughs> Sounds nice. What is that, man? <laughs> You're about to go to work here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Third All shift, right. yeah? No. Or is it you technically second shift? No, I'm first shift. I just work from uh, 3 o'clock in the morning until 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that is the meanest it's first like, shift you, ever. You overlap with normal people, so your first shift. Yeah. <laughs> I, I overlapped with uh, third and second, really. Yeah. So you're, you're the first person to come in the, during the next day. During so, the next uh, day. <laughs> At 3 a.m., yep. but you'll be the first people to come in. Yeah. So you're so like, <laughs> what, uh What's the future look like for you? What is, uh, you know, you have, uh, I mean, like any career at this point is better than Carnival. Yes. Um, actually, you, you like what you do? You're just, you know? I really enjoy what I do. Um, I'm a machinist, CNC machinist, yeah. and I there's room for advancement. Sure. Yeah. Um, I want to go to... Um, to college for CNC machining. Oh, sure. Cool. Um, uh, Some good programs for that around here. Yes. Um, at, uh, what, what is the name of the college? Um, here in Manitowoc? Yeah. The GB extension? No, the... Um, oh, uh, Lakeshore Technical? Yes, or Man- technical. Uh, or there's... Is yeah, that the one over LTC, by... LTC. Is that the one over by... Yeah, yeah, yeah. LTC. Yeah. I want to go there that's for one. the yeah. CNC, and then also through the company itself, they offer a four-year program. Oh, awesome. Oh, right on, dude. Um, okay. So, there you go. so I want to go through that. Um, there's rooms to make a good living. Normal hours. Family. Yes, I would be able to have normal hours. <laughs> that's always um, nice. The only reason that I'm working so much right now is because of the finances, obviously. Yeah, dude. So yeah. we baby on the way yeah you guys just moved to you just bought a house right well we did not buy a house we're renting a house but we just close enough it's yeah (laughs) it's uh a lot bigger than what we you know are used to yeah a lot bigger (laughs) than what we are used to and no no downstairs neighbors no downstairs no upstairs no side stairs (laughs) (laughs) it's just you it's just us this is like the the first time that you're like really living quote-unquote like by yourself yeah Exactly. Um, we've we've moved, and for her too, she hasn't uh, had a place where she's lived just with herself and her F- immediate family, yeah. if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 a change for both of us, and we really enjoy it. I mean, it's peaceful. Yeah, you know, the only the <laughs> well, it's peaceful, um, but with the girls. Yeah, right. It's, it's, you know, it's, I mean, you sure. still got the girls running around. Sure. It's your own chaos versus yeah. like Somebody you're dealing else's. with four other people's chaos yeah. and it's affecting your life. Yeah. And you're like, I have no control over their chaos. Yeah. I have control over mine to an extent, but I can't tell the neighbors upstairs or downstairs what's, what yeah. to do necessarily. Nope. Yeah. 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 So I'm going to work there 
for as long as I can. That's awesome. Um, go to college and stuff, and then uh, we plan on having more kids. Yo, um, what up? <laughs> Great, that's living awesome. That, uh, living that Catholic life. Yeah, <laughs> uh, exactly. <laughs> and uh, I plan to, you know, try to get a little bit um, more involved in the church. So yeah. we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. Step one, you you've been on uh, the. Most highly rated podcast at St. Francis of Assisi. <laughs> exactly. The number one podcast at St. Number, Francis of Assisi. Number one podcast. In Manitowoc. We're also the worst podcast. That's also true. <laughs> We're the worst and the and the best. Doubly. Humbly. Humbly. <laughs> Humbly we're both. Um, I, I also got to ask, because uh-huh. you're, a, you're a baby Catholic, like I am. Uh-huh. Uh, what's your favorite part about being Catholic? Uh, I love the Eucharist. Um, it is such great, an amazing great answer. <laughs> it is just to just to know that that's Jesus, yeah. 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 <laughs> and it's like you're, yeah. I'm getting the chills again. Yeah, it's so cool. It's <laughs> so cool. That's so cool. I love I love that so much, dude. This has been it's been really great. Um, it has I, been. I I had expectations for this. Uh-huh. Uh, there this was better than my expectations. <laughs> Good. It's been a great time. Uh, and I just want to tell you that every podcast I come with the expectations on the floor. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, this has been great. Um, thank you so much, Jeremy, for huh? for coming for oh, coming down, welcome. especially like during your normal sleep hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Um, we really we really appreciate it. I think this has been just a great story. I think you're you're a witness of of really going to some dark places and being very far away from god but still you know through the mercy of the church and through the mercy of god um, through the mercy of god and then the mercy of the church um you're back mm-hmm. you're 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 into the fold um it, it, i think that's a great witness um if you would like to be like jeremy uh you would like to be on the show uh you can email us at Humbly speaking pod at gmail.com. We got a couple interviews in the in the works, but we'd love to have you join us. Uh, we have a short list, but uh, we make exceptions for cool people. <laughs> <laughs> Not to say that like you're a cool person, on the listener. Show, but we don't want to get to a point where you where we have to have your wife on the show. John. Well, because she wouldn't she, say anything. Yeah, It'd just be a, you and me on the podcast and. A really meek voice from this far away saying nothing. <laughs> yeah, and then she would laugh. <laughs> She'd laugh at our She'd jokes. She'd laugh at our jokes. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Nobody should laugh at our jokes. They're not funny. Yeah, they're not that good. Yeah. Um, right, so you can <laughs> you can email us at humblyspeakingpod at, at, at gmail.com. Um, please pray for us. Uh, we are praying for you. I pray for everybody who listens to the podcast. Um, when I remember in the mornings. <laughs> I'm very bad at remembering stuff in the mornings. <laughs> Isn't everyone? I think so. Unless you're Jeremy and you're like, hey, man, I've already like been 3 a.m., man. Been Come awake, on. I've been working my level. five hours where you scrubs at. I thought um, being at work at 5.30 was early. Um, I can't complain anymore. I really can't. Yeah, that sucks. You're going to work when I'm maybe thinking about getting up. And Jeremy's already been at work for three hours. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, praise be Jesus Christ. Amen.